0: You're
1: listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast,
0: with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, and welcome
2: back to The People's Wrestling Podcast, or what should be uh, temporarily renamed The Ali and Aiden Show, because it's just us two again, Aiden. Aiden, how are
1: you? I'm
2: alright. Good? Anything more? No. Are we ever going to get there?
1: Oh, I can't promise you anything.
2: No, there just... is probably uh
1: live the gimmick
0: probably
2: (laughs) live the gimmick it's probably never going to happen let's face it um do you think that should we um well we will we have tickets on monday on the 14th of may i think it is will you be more than all right when we're at london at the o2 for monday night rule
1: it depends how good it is really (laughs)
2: so you're still not going to guarantee that you'll be more than all right at any point in the night
1: if it if it's just the throwaway English show where you don't even get to see like her angle or something telling me sucks then <laughs> I don't want to tell Angle he sucks. I don't necessarily want to either, but I didn't get the chance last year, so I'm trying to make up for year? No.
2: No, just didn't turn up. Didn't show up. No showed. He
1: did a Brock Lesnar and yeah. a Matt. Or,
2: or a Matt. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> Matt's in Cornwall this week, so Matt, I hope you're having a nice trip away.
1: whatever time it is over there.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, all the way down south. Um, so yes Matt will hopefully be back with us next week to uh, to to do what he calls uh, put an end to the Alien and Aiden show which <laughs> let's face it is never going to happen it's always going to be the Alien and Aiden show it always has been <laughs> always has always will
1: I do wonder what um, what music he's going to play when you introduce him next week that's a good point he's already used the maybe. one maybe he's forgotten hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I like them when they make sense yeah. yeah, that's cool. The DX one was a bit, oh, all right, <laughs> you sound and a bit long-winded. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, H3O. I thought it
1: was fine. Um, do you know what else I thought was just fine? Enlighten me.
2: The greatest Royal Rumble.
1: You mean it wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble? <laughs> it
2: was. I think it was all right, as as Royal Rumbles go. It wasn't the greatest one. No. Um, it was a, So it was obviously a big, big event for WWE, a big event for Saudi Arabia, WWE would have you believe, um, you know, trying to break down boundaries in a country which is perhaps not as um, socially progressive as it could or perhaps should be, and uh, definitely should be. Um, WWE trying their best to um, make out like they're making inroads in that area. But then things like official apologies from the Saudi government come out for showing women in uh, wrestling adverts. And just think, why, why?
1: I think it was more for showing them in the, the gear. state of they... undress. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but come on. I mean, just, they've never really seen people like that before. Come on. It's not like they were there live.
1: Bloody Carmela in a body suits. Yes. Um be ashamed of this.
2: <laughs> but um, the event itself then, so a huge event. It's kicked off in a huge way with, um, well, firstly, a um, two hour kickoff show. <laughs> it
1: was one hour. Or
2: well, maybe it was one hour, but a big kickoff show with no matches on it. No matches. Uh, so a lot of talking. But my first gripe hour. was the fact that, obviously, being in Saudi Arabia,
1: Renee Young wasn't there. Um, well, the good news is she will be on the Backlash kickoff show with Peter Rosenberg this week. So Good, good. She's back to normal duties
2: good good um the second bit of bad news was that her it replacement was, was byron saxon
1: <laughs> as my mum went what the hell is that suit
2: <laughs> yeah what was that, that suit seems to byron be
1: his gimmick is just awful shirts. terrible
2: terrible terrible clothes uh, and also just generally being personalityless uh, uh, did you i don't know if you watched much of the kickoff did you
1: um i tried to watch little bits at work but the internet like Honestly, I'm pretty sure the Romans had better internet than we do. Um, wow, Big statement. So I couldn't. It no. just wouldn't happen. Just couldn't. You were off work about early, though, right? Five to ten minutes. Yeah, I managed to. Um, for, for no real reason and no explanation to anyone, I just left an hour and fifteen minutes earlier. <laughs> well, no
2: explanation, really.
0: Yeah, no. Fair I just,
1: enough. I said I'd do a half lunch on Monday and Tuesday, I didn't. So yeah, fire me. Please.
2: Well, don't, don't, be careful what you wish for, <laughs> Um You've got a house to buy, right? It's more of a you, flat. I need this job. <laughs> um, why do they keep saying incoherent. that, like, a lot? I don't know. Is it because he's got, like, six, <laughs> six kids? kids. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be in the new Heath it's later. Yeah. But he's not poor, surely. He's a Hall of Famer.
1: He's Been got an, a rehab app business to fall back on. Yeah,
2: well there you go. Have you heard about you? No. What?
1: What's this? It's like um, helping um, people who have kind of come out of rehab, making sure they kind of stay on the right track. There's like um, there's programs to help people get better. There's kind of um, there's a tracking thing on it, so if someone goes missing, it alerts their kind of next of kin and stuff like that. All right. And yeah, it's all sponsored and endorsed by Kurt. I can't remember what it's called. I think it might have the word Olympian in it something like that um, or was it Angle Angle Strong I think it's called something
2: Angle like that Angle
1: Strong something like that um, yeah it's all good stuff
2: mm. well interesting well done Kurt but what I was going to say about the kick off was did you notice how much better it got when JR and King were there mainly JR
1: I can't believe they flew him out there like let them do the commentary
2: mm. I know flew him all the way out flew there him all the way and don't have them commentate even on just on the scene of Triple H match or something yeah or take a Rusev or, I don't know, like a big match. Maybe even just a Royal Rumble match itself. But I mean, um, I And did you catch... Us. Sorry, you go. Uh,
1: with, with all the kind of views on sexism and stuff in uh, Saudi Arabia, I bet Joey Lawler was right at home. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and did you catch Paul Heyman's little ca- uh, cameo appearance on the kickoff? No. No, he had some pretty intense things to say to King and um, J.R., at the time, which it was slightly uncomfortable viewing as just about, about Brotles and Roman Reigns, nah, um, not like
1: directed to them, but he
2: was Stad stood behind them, like pacing behind them, like I mean, talking, he
1: wasn't, like dissing. Them. No,
2: not really, but it was just very sort of intense and aggressive. And just he's just so good at what he does, but it just came across as slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, it felt like he was threatening them it felt like there was genuine hatred for between them three but no I'm sure there isn't maybe there is who knows um, but a kick off aside the, uh, the it started with a bang literally um, with a hell of a lot of pyro which let's hope they've still got some budget there
1: <laughs> I would imagine those those were um, paid for paid for by the kingdom yeah.
2: of Saudi Arabia and the beautiful city of Jeddah that's the one um, Triple H John Cena what a way to kick it off um, it was. I thought this match was pretty good. I thought it was all right.
1: Yeah, it was
2: pretty old school.
1: Kind of what you expect from these two. Mm. Um, I think I tweeted about this at the time. I have seen John Cena wrestle thousands of times. Yeah, I've seen him spot call. Cool. Thousands of times. Something mm-hmm. which you don't generally notice as much. I but just, I really don't. In this match in particular, and Triple H was kind of guilty of it as well, but in this match in particular, it was really bad. And there was points where, like, the camera cuts onto John Cena's face while he's meant to be selling a move, and he's literally just looking up at Triple H and just talking to him. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, really? Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like, these two, have, between them, have wrestled... A million matches,
2: I think. Yeah, uh, I think it's just got to the point where maybe, um, you just does John Cena not like to plan out his matches ahead of time? Like, I know there's certain wrestlers who do that. So Randy Savage like, was a bigger exponent of that.
1: I'm, I'm alright with not necessarily having to plan out matches or lay them out all the way through, but there, there's some with people like these two have like over thirty years of experience between them both. Mm. To like they they could probably put a match together blindfolded. Yeah. Um And I can't imagine anything John Cena says is particularly like out of this world. Like it's probably just oh, time to do the, the two shoulder tackles yeah. and
2: shoulder tackle duck clothesline shoulder tackle. No. Got it wrong way. No
1: right? shoulder, tackle, shoulder tackle shoulder tackle duck, duck, duck clothesline clothes back, back
2: suplex yeah five knuckle shuffle.
1: Unless it's been counted, it's some in the sort match of where he doesn't bounce off. The yeah. Ropes. <laughs> but yeah, like it just, it's sort of just a bugbear of mine. Um, yes. I think a lot of people. Uh, would uh, agree uh, one of the worst examples was actually from Triple H when they were doing the test of strength. Yeah. You right just, at the beginning. Yeah, he just looked straight down at Cena, um, and cameras clearly picked up him go. And you want to stay in this, or you want to chill? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: fair enough. Um, but the match was was alright. Um, I think. We all expected John Cena's win. Yeah, I, mean,
1: um, I guess in storyline, Modi kind of needed it, right? Well, yeah, he hasn't but, won a match since about July. There's
2: been no mention of <laughs> that match. No, really. Um, since which is a bit weird, but I guess John Cena's There's not. Been no,
1: no mention of Cena. No, to be fair, John really Cena's liberal, not right. since Mania,
2: really. Um, and he's not.
1: Has he, yeah, has he hasn't even been on TV since Mania. No. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: Um, so he's just not around on WWE TV at the moment.
1: Because he's doing, he's got a. He's got movies, isn't he? He's got a personal life to take care of as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, we go. We entered the gossip column uh, early now. No, I'm sure. I'm
1: <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Oh, Matt's not here. He's our gossip,
2: gossip guru <laughs> gossip guru. Um, um,
1: maybe that's where he is. He's off working for TMZ.
2: Maybe. TMZ, we'd call it over here. Yeah. Um, moving on then so I can't really remember the order of these matches it, was, it felt like it was such a long show I mean it was a long show um, Jeff Hardy, Jinder Mahal like, memorable to me for one particularly hilarious spot uh, whereby a whisper in the wind was performed to nobody and Jinder decided that even though he looked, saw it didn't hit him was nowhere near it the best choice at that time would be to fall over no, I'm he sorry
1: he would have been better off to pretended as if it didn't hit yeah i'm sure jeff hardy would have probably stayed down yeah just just so jeff would have sold that
2: yeah that jinder made a a rookie error i think
1: it it, it really what having seen that about 10 times now it really makes you um realize how much jeff has slowed down over the years yeah because he now climbs the ropes and does the whisper in the wind whereas before he jumped up up. yeah um yeah it really makes you uh, kind of realize um second match was actually the cruiserweights oh, right, which yeah. was I thought a really good fun match
2: yeah I thought it was actually really a really good the, um closing sequence I thought yeah that which was really the good lumbar check
1: yeah well the Salida del Sol into the lumbar check that was mental
2: um, and I, you know just goes to show what you you know what you can do when some, you get given some, a bit of time in a big match
1: some stuff that i never seen before yeah there was one particular i can't remember exactly but there was one move that kalisto did where he springboarded to the outside of the ring yeah um where i think he he was facing cedric and he kind of bounced off the ropes with his ass mm-hmm. and then did a front flip or yeah. something as opposed to like a back flip version of that which i thought was pretty
0: cool
2: yeah kalisto is an incredible performer um, for a child, for a, for a child, uh, and Cedric is obviously great. Um, so the match, it, I didn't really have any um, concerns as the match wouldn't be good. Just thought maybe it'd be a bit throwaway, but you know, it turned. It actually turned into a really good contest.
1: Yeah, and the crowd for senior and Triple H were really, really hot, really good. As
2: hot as they are, and you know, it's not a, an American or British or, or European style or, crowd, is it? It's different type or a, of crowd. Or Beck. Lots of in. kids.
1: Um, but during this match you could hear people being like, Oh, like you could hear the wow yeah. kind of like, as as the flippy shit happens. So, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah,
2: really good. Really good for cruiserweight as well, get a bit more exposure, especially in a on a such a big scale.
1: Yeah, for once on a main show.
2: Yeah, not the not on the kickoff or the first match. Although well, I, I guess they'd never be the first match on a right. main show. Would they? Fair,
1: say, yeah, if, if you're not first or if you're not last you want to be first. Yeah, I
2: guess so um so the cruise rates was good jeff hardy beats jinder mahal which it
1: really um, short it was like five minutes was it five minutes or
2: it was a bit longer than that six i think it went oh, okay uh, no, it felt bit. longer like a lifetime um <laughs> it just wasn't it just jinder gin, anyway, just doesn't click for me yeah just oh. whatever we'll move on from jinder um but what i should say is that at this point it was going extremely well for me and you in our predictions
1: it did for pretty much the entire night
2: Yeah it did um,
1: Shall I do a quick read out of the The scores at this for, point Yeah go for it So the first match we all predicted John So we all got off to a winning start
2: Good um, old John First name basis
1: Big match John um, And in the second match The Cruiserweights we all predicted Cedric So it was all going alright And this is where the wheel started to kind of fall off for Matt. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, actually, no. no, The third match was the Raw Tag Team Championships.
2: Was it now? That was forgettable as well. Yeah,
1: that was the third match. And then the US title was the fourth match. Okay. Shall we talk about that?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there wasn't really much to talk about. We kind of knew what was. Well, I say we. Me and you kind of knew what was going to happen in this match and that Bray and Matt were both going to win. Um, yeah, for some
1: reason, Mapping Matt went, uh,
2: they weren't going back to Raw. Let's face it, they'd already planted some seeds with a few with the New Day. So. Do you know
1: this is Matt Hardy's ninth WWE tag team title? Is it? Yeah.
2: Is that the most ever?
1: No. Um, I think Edge is like 14. Oh, ah, okay. Um, yeah, I, I looked, as I was watching Raw yesterday, I looked up Matt Hardy's championships and accomplishments on wikipedia um just to see really how many he has because he's one of those ones where you don't realize how many he's actually won
2: like kofi kingston
1: yeah um and i shall read them to you right now he ecw champion one time wcw tag team champion cruiserweight champion raw tag team championship three times United States champion, European champion, hardcore champion, world tag team champion six times, RGO Giant Memorial Battle Royal, Bragging Rights Trophy 2009, Bragging Rights Trophy, Terry Invitational Tournament, and the Tag Team Eliminator 2018, which they've counted for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a fair amount of accolades. Never a, an IC title.
2: No, or a world
1: Or a world, title. yeah. Well, ECW, you know, mm, it was a big Doesn't really count. Back in 2009. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Matt Hardy,
2: pretty uh, successful Pretty
1: successful As were we in this prediction As it was scores were now 3 -3 2 Yep Then Matt also predicted Jinder to win Whereas we both predicted Jeff Which made the scores didn't have a great night, did he? No Matt Hardy had a good night Matt Bumby didn't Um, (laughs) So that made it 4-4-2 to us
2: Yep, football formation
1: Yep Uh, So yeah we 100% record at this point
2: Yeah, so uh, I think following the US title match Was the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos um, That's the one Which I think we predicted correctly as well
1: All three of us did, yeah but um, Matt got back to winning ways Definitely
2: couldn't see the Usos toppling the Bludgeon Brothers At this, ty- this time nah. um, After this, a great match inter- not Intercontinental Championship title match Ladder match Seth Finn, Joe and Miz um, Now, a lot's been said about the end of this match personally i thought it was amazing um <laughs> i thought what's, that what's seth and finn throughout well that just how crazy it was and that oh, they'd right. never seen it before i, I, I mean it wasn't that like that unbelievable it wasn't it was.
1: the best ladder match in the world no no I, I thought you meant there'd been bad stuff said about no
2: no, no. It. um just the it was a creative ending um to have finn yeah. come that close and seth we, um, we've
1: seen that move specifically by Shawn by benjamin, benjamin but... yeah. I've never seen it win.
2: Yeah, match. not to actually win. Um And Finn was actually was it was actually perfectly timed, I think, because mm. Finn was very close but not like right there, and so it was like and, waiting for Seth.
1: And it had to be, um quick jump, climb, one pull. And down. Seth did that really if, well. If it was like he was fumbling around with it for a couple of seconds, and you'd think, oh, why didn't he just punch it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was done executed perfectly yeah so these
2: two um, obviously they've continued this feud on Raw this week Um, but they've they've really sort of for me planted the seeds of a really really good rivalry with these two which was based off friendly competition which is I know your forte Um, but I think eventually will turn into something more sinister
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd, I'd like to imagine. Um, I'm not particularly too bold about seeing it, but a lot of people online have been saying that Finn, Finn's going to turn mm. after keep like continuously losing coming up to short S- to Seth. Yeah, um, I suppose there's been a couple, couple little like, hints, I guess, like his, his kind of expressions after the match being in such disbelief. And mm. um, again on Raw this week, he puts like, put out like Instagram post or a tweet saying like, "There's no shame in losing to Seth Rollins." Yeah. And, you know you know it's just a bit like
2: mm-hmm. nicey nicey
1: yes although now that the Gallows Nand sort of moved over it yeah been, it probably would have been if he does her turn here it would be better with them too by yeah. his side
2: maybe he could recruit some new battle club members the Miztourage <laughs> yeah the Miztourage oh god um but back to the Greats Royal Rumble. So um, Matt, I think, predicted The Miz, right?
1: He predicted The Miz, and we both predicted Seth, which kept up our 100% record. I was and... so close
2: to predicting Finn for this one as well, so I'm glad I went with Seth in the end. Really?
1: No, I always had Seth. Seth Rollins is sick. Um, yes, obviously. 6-6-3 six, six, at this point, so we doubled him already. <laughs> I don't. I think when it got to that match, there was, based off the predictions coming up, there was no way Matt could topple either one of us.
2: Yes, and i think matt knew that at the time so i wasn't watching live um i started watching live and then i had to I Had some stuff at home to do mm-hmm. um so it was quite entertaining for me to watch or to to see your guys chat in the group where matt was like oh fucked it <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh what's going on here um he's like no way i can catch up now and then claiming that he didn't care because it wasn't a real pay-per-view yeah. anyway, which I thought, come on. Even though people were literally paying to <laughs> view on Skybox. Yeah. So yeah. Um, presumably. Cause, um, one thing that I should mention is that before the event, I called it a pay-per-view because it was a pay-per-view, um, Matt said he needed to get his predictions right because there's no way he was losing to me again. Well, sorry, Matt, but you massively yeah. lost to me again.
1: And me. Oh, I've been yeah. doing shit lately.
2: Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm doing... I might be top of the prediction table now.
1: Probably. We probably should have kept some kind of tally. I'm not going back to listen, though.
2: (laughs) Just because you know you won't be top.
1: That's more than likely, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, We've got more than our WhatsApp group. Um, But anyway, so moving on from that. The um, WWE Championship title match. Shinsuke versus AJ. Again, not the match that we were all hoping for. It was all right. Good up until the ending. But thought, just a bit of a, a naff ending.
1: I thought it was um, better than their WrestleMania match. And just that little bit of animosity between the two and the tension and actual dislike yeah. makes such a difference to the match. Yeah, definitely. And the
2: heel face dynamic, which wasn't there in a WrestleMania match, Yeah. Um, definitely added to it.
1: I thought it was good. The, the ending pissed me off almost solely for the following reason.
0: I made oh, a tweet right, yeah. when this match
1: started, saying with the score tied at six-six between Aiden and Ali, this match is guaranteed to split them. Not factoring at all for the possibility of a, uh, a, a draw. no finish or a draw.
2: You know why I didn't why that happened? It's because you didn't guarantee it. Damn.
1: <laughs> should have done a vincism. Yeah. Have you heard the? Um, I think Bruce Pritchard said a couple months on a podcast a couple months ago about certain Vinceisms, and one of them being each and every one of you. He loves that apparently. That's a good point. <laughs> but you never hear anyone else. Each and every
2: one of you. Yeah. And now, like, you almost everyone, hear on, it everyone yeah. on the roster says it because
1: yeah. apparently he loves it.
2: <laughs> so weird.
1: <laughs> so many
2: random things come out about what Vince likes and just doesn't like. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so yeah, the match ended in a double countout, which was oof, come on, really in a main event title Probably match.
1: Probably you didn't even register the referee was counting. No,
2: until he got to about eight, and it was like, oh, this might actually. happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> this happened.
1: Like, no, they're walking away from the ring. What? <laughs> oh, um, I guess they're trying
2: to make they're trying to tell the story and have multiple matches. Probably the blow of a black backlash will be their big good match. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Depends on the result. Should Shinsuke win, then I'm sure there'll be a rematch.
2: That's a good point. Yeah, um, it'd be no disqualification, so it'd be interesting to see how that one goes down, especially with Shinsuke's obsession with AJ's balls right now.
1: Another low blow in this match.
2: Yeah. Um, After that, then, Undertaker versus Rusev in the world's most random casket match. Uh, The
1: world's worst prediction from Matt. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) I think Matt wasn't taking this seriously.
1: I think, yeah, by this point. (laughs) <laughs> his, his reasoning for picking Rusev to win was wasn't it time the undertaker should bow out and give yeah. Rusev a rub <laughs> it's not going to do
2: it's not going to do that in saudi arabia
1: no no not at all so no. we predicted the undertaker and made the score 7-7-3 seven, seven,
2: yes um and Which this match a was match.
1: Than I expected. It was.
2: There was more from The Undertaker than I was expecting.
1: About almost five times longer than his Mania, Matt. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, But it was entirely predictable and slow paced. So they've
1: got a fair amount of. uh, What's the word? Um, Offense. Offense. Which is. Yeah. Quite surprising. Yeah, it was a bit surprising. I was loving the fact that he got to bump for The Undertaker.
2: Yeah, but it didn't look like the nicest bump to take, did it?
1: Well. Yeah, the the tombstone didn't. He literally
2: right on his head. I was about to say, because this is like one of the only instances that I've watched wrestling with Frankie, my my girlfriend, for those who don't know. Um, She absolutely detests it. But we were watching it because I'd spent like five hours of the evening helping her build like a home office. So I was kind of like, well, I'm going to watch wrestling now. So no, she was you. So you she was this sort this of sat me? there next to me, sort of drinking having a glass of wine and just casually watching it. Um and we were talking about The Undertaker. She absolutely, she absolutely loved The Undertaker's entrance. Um just so much shy. so that she tried to copy it <laughs> in a hilarious video, which I won't post online, but I'm sure oh, It it's brilliant. Um with a Domino's pizza box for a hat. For a hat. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't make any sense to anyone. Um, but we were talking about how much like trust you have to have in your opponent throughout a match. And I was like, he was just about to do Tombstone on Aiden English. And I was like, watch this, see how much trust you have to have for this. And then he went and dropped him on his head. And <laughs> <laughs> she was like, why'd you watch this?
1: <laughs> yeah, because like, when, when you look at it, when it's done safely mm. to move the. That- doesn't hurt at all yeah no, no part of you touches the floor until you get put down yeah um so like w- when when someone's head does actually hit the ground especially when it's just right on the top of the head you don't actually think about how much damage it can really do yeah exactly well i'll just ask don't god steve austin <laughs> um so yeah i I think maybe there were maybe some like officials and stuff that came to kind of Came to his aid and check on him
2: while. He seemed okay though. Yeah, he seemed alright. Notably, he wasn't in action on SmackDown this week though.
1: No, he wasn't. Um,
2: But we'll get to that later.
1: I I I was just wondering um, while they were kind of. I was imagining all the lights going up and then them wheeling the casket back to the backstage. Can you imagine what Rusev and Ain't were talking about? How's your head, mate? Can you believe I just got tombstone by the Undertaker?
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's no, um, interesting concept. A casket match. I had to explain to Frankie why there was a casket <laughs> match, and I couldn't I do it. Why. <laughs> I was like, "But I, I couldn't tell you." She was like, it's, it's, "Why is it not called a coffin?" I was like, it's "American." It's American, and it was like, "Why don't he just?" There was one point where he put Rusev in it, went to a shot, in and Aiden English distracted him. Uh, and he walked, sort of walked in. I think. And then he, well, he walked back up the like a ramp a little bit and I'd followed him and she was just like just why don't you it just it turn just around and close it then? And I was like Shut up <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's like
1: whenever I watch it with mum. Yeah. Um She always like, You can easily get out of this or you can
2: do that, I, think, I don't know, it's not part yeah. of the story. <laughs> Stop ruining it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean predictable result, predictable match. Whatever. Unless you're Matt. Unless you're Matt. Um, Something that sort of split the predictions a little bit then was the penultimate match of the night. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title in a steel cage match. Um,
1: Did I go for Roman?
2: You two went for Roman. Went for for Roman. You went for Brock. It's ruined it for me because I went back and forth on this one for a long time thinking about Brock's definitely going to win but then I can't see how they have they can have Roman lose again um, and be buried pretty much again. So they're going to have to come up with some other way of doing it. And then I went down the avenue of, well, they're going to want Roman to win in a lesser harsh fan environment, so get it out of the way. Um, so that one kind of swayed me, and then I went with that, and then I thought, why have I done this?
1: I, I'm fully expecting this Brock title ring to go to probably about SummerSlam. He's, he's definitely going to break CM Punk's record. That was kind of my main. So undeserved. Yeah, it was like when you think about how long Brock's had this title, when you think about how how CM Punk had it even longer. Yeah, and def- he was there every day. Yeah, defended
2: it. <laughs> you know, every pay per view, pretty much, um and was on every RAW episode.
1: <laughs> I did get very nervous with the ending. Purely because I had also tweeted before this match. <laughs> Let's try this again. With the score tied at seven-seven, this match is surely guaranteed to yeah. separate the brothers. And then when I when they both hit, I was like, "Don't you, don't you dare!" <laughs> well, I mean,
2: I haven't thought about it until just this moment. But I mean, technically, I've been robbed.
0: The yeah.
1: <laughs> referees' decisions just as
2: much as Roman. Mm. These predictions mean a lot.
1: Well, in that case, I was mad. <laughs> um, but something which I haven't really seen talked about that much is... That was a hell of a bump. For yeah, both it
2: was. Them. For Brock, especially. For
1: Brock to fall backwards. Out of blind, cage, yeah. And then, like, get so squished he's falling, like that. So probably
2: falling about six, five to six feet.
1: Well, I suppose, like, when you when you think...
2: Maybe not, I like, guess. If,
1: if he's standing on the apron. The apron themselves is probably about four foot. Yeah. Standing on the apron... Like and falling at force. Yeah. Um. And also Roman landing like right on the top of his head.
2: As always, with when he does anything other than a normal spear. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. Hell of a bump. Yeah. Like, dangerous feel, one. It's a dangerous. I feel bump. like watching it. Um. You can physically see like the air go out of Brock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can hear and feel it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good good bump.
2: And the match I thought was all right actually. Um Paul Heyman going full on heel mode and slamming the cage door onto Roman. I like just what China I
1: think. love mankind.
2: Yeah, I think what the match um, was lacking was
1: <sighs> other moves.
2: Other, well, yeah, there was that other moves, but just um, the the crowd. I think something about this event like the crowd. Had this match had a an, a hot crowd, obviously they would be anti Roman anyway. But had they had an even even an anti Roman crowd,
1: had I had think Montreal.
2: it would have made it better.
1: Yeah, a, a crowd, a hot crowd makes everything better about a show. Yeah, um, and I'm
2: not blaming the crowd. I mean, it's you know it's the first time they've gone over so there and put on a big show and whatever. So
1: the crowds, who the way I kind of saw it was. Probably at least half, if not more, of people who don't watch wrestling at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So, this is yeah, like... And what
2: happened... For me, what was slightly off putting was the constant movement of well, yeah. walking around of people in the and, front row. People
1: like, with their backs to especially yeah. in the Cena match. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a little bit annoying. I don't know if that's um, people
2: finding their seats or whatever, but.
1: It was. For, yeah, for people who don't watch wrestling and for the pe- other people in the crowd who probably don't watch it that often. Mm to they're probably they're what in the past the three hour point of the show yeah um and the the show ended up finishing at midnight there it was in l.a was it yeah um so it it was getting near 10 o'clock by this point it's not past so yeah long old night for the saudis
2: Mm. um speaking of long the The greatest Royal Rumble match itself was a this fifty man.
1: Put me in the lead, by the way. Eight, it did seven, put you in the lead point.
2: because it was all to play for in the uh, in the last match, which was the fifty man biggest ever Royal Rumble match. Um, started by Danny Bryan and Dolph Ziggler. Which as soon as Danny Bryan came out, for some reason, I just went bet Dolph Ziggler's number two. I don't know why
1: um, I suppose the, the interaction they had When Daniel first announced he was back didn't he
2: Yeah there was that but I thought, I think it was just Because of the, the style that they want I think they were going to go with two people Who were going to last a long time And Dolph Ziggler is like that guy isn't he who mm. does that um,
1: Yeah I, I, I was terribly annoyed by this um, <laughs> Terribly annoyed I literally spent about ten minutes Debating between Braun and Brian Yeah Um
2: one letter separating them
1: and you you'd put braun i'd gone for braun matt had gone for brian and i thought uh, seeing matt's predictions earlier on in the night and how ours were quite similar i didn't want to do the same as you yeah i thought i'll leave it to a coin toss i left it to a coin toss and i got brian and i was a bit "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Braun's more likely but imagine if brian wins (laughs) Um, and then, literally, as he came out first, I went, "Oh, for fuck's sake!"
2: <laughs> Even then, I didn't think it was beyond the realms of possibility that he could win it.
1: I no, yeah, I, I thought he'd be a kind of final four player. Yeah. Um, didn't quite. Yeah, I. I wasn't. I didn't expect him to really get that far, though. No. Like I thought, yeah, it could be final four, but I wasn't expecting it to him to do as well as he did. And when you hear <laughs> about the pure numbers as to how long he lasted, it was
2: ridiculous amount of time. Seventy
1: five minutes was it? I think it was an hour and sixteen and five 70 seconds. seconds. Seventy six minutes, crazy.
2: Um, but it was Braun who eventually went on to win. So, were you slightly underwhelmed by the entrance, um, in these in this match?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you've got fifty people, yeah. You want to call up some NXT guys, Roderick Strong? Fine. Who gives a shit about Baba T- Baba Tunde or Tucker Knight? Tucker Knight, the other the six foot nine white bald guy. Oh yeah, I can't even remember his name. No idea. Um, and a fucking sumo wrestler. Yeah. Who the hell was he?
2: No idea. No idea.
1: Do you hear the apparent reasoning? (laughs) Yeah, I have heard the most
2: ridiculous reasoning behind it. And I don't know how true it is, but...
1: Dave Meltzer's reported it must be true. (laughs) Apparently the Saudi prince, heir apparent or whatever, is—he said that he wanted Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior in the Royal Rumble. Good choices. Not knowing that two of them were dead. (laughs) Well, it was Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna, wasn't it? so um
2: two of them are dead and the other's pretty much there
1: to a, he's a dead man <laughs> so to appease him inside someone who could vaguely likes Jokozuna yeah, it's a random sumo wrestler I feel like Rikishi would have been a better choice <laughs> who the fuck was he what was the point
2: no idea and he didn't do imagine anything imagine
1: being a, a wrestler yeah who didn't get out there
2: yeah so I mean like, I can't think of many right now actually because it was such a stacked um match but
1: I think like, if, if you wanted to make it the greatest Royal Rumble, yeah. even if you're not bringing back people or whatever, you could call up some top NXT guys and you could also have people who wrestled three or four hours earlier on in the show. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure John like, Cena's recovered. If you, if you had, yeah, if you had Cena, Jeff Hardy. like, I know mean, you don't necessarily want to like, bury anyone. But, yeah. But if you had, like, any of the four Intercontinental Ladder. Match contestants. Yeah, exactly. John Cena in there. I
2: if Finn Balor would have taken some recovering from... I think he was having stitches at the time.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it just would have... Having a, having a star-studded Royal Rumble would have gone a long way to making it the greatest.
2: Yeah, exactly, I think. Like Sheamus and Cesaro, even. Yeah. They weren't in it. I mean, there's just a lot of room for people like that. And yet yeah, they've had, as you say, like Babatunde, whoever that was. And other people that we don't know. (laughs) Um, Big sort of...
1: What what was the point of Babatunde? A, he's he's never on NXT. Yeah. He's like half Polish, half Nigerian. So nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What? I don't... I don't get it. And why... Tucker Knight and not the other half that yeah of exactly heavy machinery or whatever like kind of
2: did. WWE do so, this randomly though like when Peyton Royce was in the women's battle royal at WrestleMania Becky yeah, wasn't
1: I thought Becky was injured and then she was there on, on Tuesday yeah exactly
2: <laughs> um, so it's all a bit WWE do these weird things it's just strange it's kind of like they picked some of them out of the hat I think it was Rey Mysterio cause, cause but, tall. yeah it was Rey Mysterio and that was that was pretty much expected hmm. um, no Big Show which was a bit of a shock.
1: We got the Great Carly, though.
2: We did get the Great
1: Carly.
2: For
1: 30 seconds. Yeah. Mum was like, fuck hell how are you two, Jenny? <laughs> Uh
2: We must talk about the greatest moment of the greatest Raw Rumble uh, itself. A moment which WWE have done their best to ruin over this past week.
1: Yeah, I'm over it now.
2: Yeah, completely bored of it. So this is... It makes me laugh when I think of it. The uh, the Titus O'Neil slip, which has gone viral, I, I believe. Um... It's just, it's just a ridiculously funny moment. Just one of those great moments. There's a great accidental, organic moments where you just think, "Okay, now that's hilarious."
1: <laughs> I my my favorite thing about this whole scenario was Corey it's Graves. Corey
2: Graves, yeah, because he just couldn't. My, he
1: couldn't cope. Michael Cole did his best to ruin it for yep. me. Yep. Oh my god. Am I? Is this what I'm really seeing? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, my I can't happened, believe happened. Right, just like, laugh, it's fucking Yeah, he funny. wasn't laughing, yeah. he was just shouting and being really obnoxious, and it, yeah. quite, it pissed me off. But the fact that Corey Graves, for a good three or four minutes, just literally could not <laughs> yeah. speak. Just him, like, high-pitched squealing.
2: Yeah. What made it so great was the fact that the camera cut away before it happened, and then uh, came back yeah. to him. I, he I was,
1: was why, what the fuck is the he wearing? <laughs>
2: when I first watched it, when I first saw the replay, <coughs> it did seemed like he'd done it on purpose like he would slid under the ring and then i watched and i was like did his foot actually like hit them yeah, yeah. he slid he tripped over <laughs> it's just brilliant
1: an idiot <laughs> but i i've then had subsequent thoughts since and i guess this must be must be me growing up <laughs> uh, like could you imagine if either, a the um the led board was there instead of the apron? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's like a dangerous concussion triptych. slash broken neck territory. Yeah. Um, or or even like I didn't notice this at the time until they started showing slo-mos on Raw. Just how close he was to the pole underneath the ring, the metal pole. Yeah, he was his right side, his right shoulder was less than I'd say like four, three or four inches away from it. Mm. And going at that speed, is <laughs> a pretty considerable. Yeah, speed I mean, to hit so he, he kind of um, like only you can only really see the bottom of it as the apron lifts up yeah um, but yeah he kind of did the perfect botch yeah because nothing like he didn't get nothing hurt.
2: actually went wrong yeah. yeah I mean it did go wrong it was completely wrong but he didn't hurt himself
1: could you imagine in front of like 50,000 <laughs> people and all the people watching and then having to get in the rings if nothing's happened yeah, yeah. I
2: don't
1: know oh, god I'd be so like it's a good job how am I going to say it <laughs>
0: what?
1: I was just going to say that I'd be so red.
0: <laughs> oh
2: dear! Um, it's also a good job that WWE had not kept a load of stuff under the ring.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was ladders there. Earlier yeah, in the exactly.
2: Um, which is yeah, which would have been bad news for Titus worldwide. Uh, all world sliders. Oh, slide. in I
1: prefer sliders, O'Neil.
2: That's <laughs> sliders, O'Neil. Um all right, I think that covers the greatest roll on one. So um th- shout out to
1: Daniel Bryan's chest. Daniel Bryan's chest. Which was apparently so bad that the doctors wouldn't clear him to compete in case he got a chest, a chest infection. infection. Surely it's more. Surely it doesn't
2: mean the same thing in America because yeah, it does. it's more an
1: infection of the skin on yeah, your chest. <laughs> and not like. Like a staph infection. Or like or something. bronchitis. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's. He it got chopped so hard Fish. that now he's got bronchitis. It's, the chop went all the way through to his <laughs> lung. Yeah. Um, so I think Daniel Bryan was claiming that that was courtesy of Roderick Strong, is that right?
1: Uh, I haven't seen any of it. I assumed it was just kind of an amalgamation of people
2: <laughs> word. going in and chopping him. Um I think yeah in a post match interview he attributed it to Roderick Strong. Doesn't um, surprise me. You can always see it. Yeah, can yeah you see can see visible
1: hand, physical from... hand marks. I because I, I was at work with Laura um trying to determine who was gonna win and she told me to pick Braun mm. based off pictures. Laura knows it. Um so she just, she was texting me during the match, kinda of, How, how's how's Danny doing? Um I sent her pictures of his chest, which is a weird sentence. <laughs> um she was like, Is that real? I was like, yeah, yes. they do hit each other. She was like, oh, that looks fucking terrible. there's a picture I tried to get on off Twitter, and it was where Daniel was kind of like hulking up as he was yeah. doing the, the drop kicks on brawn and stuff. She was like, Jesus on steroids. <laughs> no steroids here. He's a vegan.
2: No, because steroids ain't vegan. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they are. Well, um, I can't see why not. They might come from animals. I have no idea. I don't know what's in steroids. Um, that pretty much settles the Greatest Royal Rumble. Probably gone on a little bit longer about it than we wanted to. Um it's a I,
1: long old show.
2: I mean, I thought it was all right. I thought parts of it were really enjoyable, parts of it were a bit tedious.
1: Yeah, I suppose people have described it as a glorified house show, which I guess is probably...
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, with pyro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a big stage and a an hilarious trip the way <laughs> to the ring. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, we've touched on some of it already in this episode, but we're going to head straight first, pretty much like Titus O'Neil did, um, to the ring, to Monday Night Raw.
0: No, we're not, nameless, we're, not faceless, we were, <laughs> we're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. not faceless, we were born for greatness. So one of that
2: raw came from Bizarro Land or Canada is, um, as it's, is, as is it's actually known, known um, from Montreal. And as Aidan, you tweeted out during your sort of watchback of Raw, WWE must writers must have sat down this week and gone right. How do we get Roman cheered this week? I know we're going to have him against Sammy and Kevin in Montreal. I mean, come on, it's just common sense, lads.
1: It's like do you reckon sometimes they go like they give Roman the sheet and say oh this is what you're doing today and he just goes oh
2: <laughs> well part of me thought right okay they're bringing Jinder out someone who gets yeah. more or just as many booze as Rome did. Roman got a lot of heat this week a it, lot it was, of negative heat.
1: It was bad on TV. Um, did I send you the the fan video? Um, I don't think I did. No. Um, there was a video from someone in the crowd. Um, just how loud the boos were see if I can get it up quickly it seemed
2: ridiculous like post Undertaker um Wrestlemania 34 yeah it was was genuinely Uh, 33 sorry ridiculous
1: it was on those kind of levels see if I can if it will play hmm Not cooperating,
2: not it, cooperating, it
1: was as I went to click play, the video disappeared. It doesn't matter,
2: um, but yeah, just a ridiculous amount of booze. I, I don't know what of we've got against Romans, um, in particularly, but um,
1: yeah, you said Romans
2: in particular? <laughs> Romans? I probably did. Um, they just weren't, weren't having it. Um, so Jinder interrupted Romans. Oh, here we you go. Got it.
1: To the point where you can't hear a single cheer. And then he walks out. (laughs) Like there were boos last year when I went to Raw. um, But nothing like that. (laughs) No,
2: it's just a... I honestly do not understand it, uh, but you know, each to their own. Um, uh, yeah, I,
1: I get frustrated with Roman, yeah. Ways, Booked, whatever. But like, I really don't hate him that much. I don't hate him at all. Like, like I did have like, when when we went to a live show, I think it's two thousand and sixteen. I did have a, an accidental like natural because <laughs> he was in, up against you? Jericho. Yeah. Jericho just cut a really good promo on the crowd and yeah. his music hit, and <laughs> I videoed it to send to my mate. <laughs> And in the video, you just hear me turn and go, <laughs> <laughs> Just completely involuntary. <laughs> yeah, part of me does think it's just people
2: thinking it's cool and jumping on the bandwagon a little bit. But then yeah. part of me thinks, what if these people genuinely do just absolutely despise Roman as a person? And they think, oh, why would you get so
1: het up about things? Yeah, to, like, just move on.
2: Yeah. He's not a bad person. <laughs> He's just He's a not person. a good person. He's just a person.
1: He's just the person. I mean
2: doesn't really work as well, no. um, But he was interrupted by Jinder, who, um, you know, should get worse treatment from fans. But even he was getting cheered. Yeah, a couple, only
1: purely because he was against going against Roman. Yeah.
2: Uh, firstly, actually, he was interrupted by a video from Samoa Joe, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, which got great uh, reactions from um, the crowd. Um, then interrupted by Jinder. Then interrupted by Sami Zayn, who got the biggest cheer I think I've heard in a long time. Um, until until Kevin Owens came out who got the biggest cheer that I think I've heard Since in about 10 seconds <laughs> I, I would
1: love to to know what um, Sammy and, and Kevin said in French
2: I can speak a bit of French um, but it didn't sound like French when they were talking it so I couldn't follow it this whole like, Kevin said something about my friends
1: this um, it just baffles me how there's just this pocket of North America where an entire city of people, or the majority of the city of, of Montreal or the Quebec area, can just just speak French, like yeah. like it, it, it's hard for me to wonder. It's like a, a random state in the middle of America that speaks German.
2: Yeah,
1: it's just so weird. <laughs> it's a bit weird. I don't understand it fully.
2: Um, but yeah, it's it is a very strange concept. I and having yeah. been to Canada, I can I can testify that the rest of the country doesn't speak <laughs> French. <laughs> um, so it's a bit weird, um, very very odd. Um, maybe that's why they call it Bizarro Land. Bizarro <laughs> yeah, Land.
1: Yeah, The people don't know what language is. <laughs> yeah. um, so many French chants. Yeah, like, like I didn't realize up until this week, really, just how sh- strong and common the French community of. Quebec and Montreal is yeah, right. I would have thought it was maybe more like the minority, but it seems like everyone speaks French, even if it's not like the the, the only language they speak.
2: Yeah, I'm sure a a lot of them speak English as well. But yeah,
1: did you know Kevin Owens? His first language is French. He didn't. He couldn't speak English till he was about nine. Till he went to school. He said that he, he learned it from Jr.
2: Which <laughs> <laughs> was weird because then he should have like an Oklahoma twang to his to his voice. But... It was
1: like the only English words I knew were wrestling words. <laughs> <laughs> but God, just randomly putting in slobber knockers, yeah. <laughs> ed- essays.
2: Um so what what transpired here then? Really, I think. Um, how did this all go down? How did we end up with Lashley and Braun out there as well? And uh, did Roman got Roman attacked? Jinder,
1: but no. Roman attacked Kevin. Kevin, Kevin that was a Kevin count. who wants to see me versus Jinder? Me, or Roman yeah, Roman Jinder, Sammy, whatever. Um. Yeah, and then Roman went straight to Sammy for oh, Sammy for Kevin for yeah. some reason. So yeah, that that's how they kind of came out to even the numbers. Good, good guy, Braun, by the way. But in yeah. their differences aside,
2: yeah, there's slight differences that they've had over the, the past the year and a half. Yeah, um, which. Just brushed it under the carpet.
1: Yeah, um, literally no mention of it. No mention.
2: Although I did, I did notice actually during and after the Roman the main had event. a
1: quick kind of look. Yeah, there was a, there was a bit like a bemused. A little bit. You helping me?
2: And uh but before before the main event started, Roman sort of like fist bumped with Bobby Lashley, and then like he sort of looked at Braun and was just like, "Yeah, we cool." And Braun was like, "Yeah, whatever," and just left like walked out the ring there to take his place on the apron Mm. and at the end as well there was a little bit of a a little bit like I'm not celebrating with you (laughs) so at least there was some sort of thing but the commentators made no mention of it
1: no like everybody knows the history Mm. just mention it yeah like oh these these two guys might not be able to get along like like logic realistically that's how you would think yeah so just mention it
0: yeah
2: exactly that is a bit weird um so what followed from this I guess, well, Bobby Lashley and Braun came out to help Roman and they end up in a six-man tag later in the night. Um, I, thought
1: one, was shocked that that match was made.
2: Personally, I couldn't believe it either. Um, I
1: saw a tweet, because it happened on SmackDown as well. We've had what is the um, Golden Era, New Generation, the Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression, PG Era, Reality Era. Six man tag. <laughs> yeah, just or, every week, or especially more. six
2: plus man or woman tagged. Six person, just
1: especially with the women. Yeah. But like every week now, I swear there is a six man tag. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. It's, it's lazy. Just,
2: I mean, it is lazy, but it's it's a way of getting more people on the show. But then I, you've got three hours to play with. You yeah. shouldn't have to do that.
1: Is it just that their rosters are too big now?
2: Yeah, but it might be
1: does this mean we're going to get a third brand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Um, kind of struggling to think of what, what else of substance there really was on Raw um, this week. Like, I mean, we had... I mean, there was Sasha against match, Ruby Wright, which is actually I a think good that, match. I
1: think that was the next, the next real
2: segment. Yeah. I think there was um, a bit of a... No, there wasn't, was there? There wasn't no interaction between the two before the match. It was just the Sasha promo, wasn't Sasha
1: it? Sasha and Bayley, you mean?
2: No, with um. Oh, with Ruby. Ruby and Sasha. No, there was nothing. Um, Sasha remember. had a
1: bit of a, an interview with Charlie Caruso. That was it,
2: yeah. I knew there was something backstage.
1: Um, which, like, this whole story is just it's getting on my nerves now. Because as I, as well, there far, wasn't really any of it, it this week, was there? But it was just like, oh, seeing as the Riot Squad are going to be out there, have you asked Bailey about being out there? Yeah. Um, and it's just like WWE would have you believe <laughs> that Sasha and Bailey have literally only spoken to each other like two or three times in three months. Yeah. And they can only communicate to each other on during war. certain hours on a Monday. Yeah. That's it. As and, if like, and they're within, best friends. And
2: for like two minutes in that certain, yeah. in certain three oh, hour segment. We've been
1: interrupted here. I ask, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I, I mean, I have got time to speak <laughs> Even to though we're week. on like three or four house shows for yeah. the rest of the week. <laughs> And, you know, we're best friends, so we definitely have each other's numbers.
2: Yes. Um, but they're not best friends then. They hate each other now.
1: Are they? <laughs> Give us a resolution to this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm all for playing the long game, don't get me wrong. But it's kind of stalled a little bit. Like we didn't even see Bailey this week. No, not at all. That's not really how you build a rivalry, is it? No, not at all. What well, should have happened, she should have come out to try and help Sasha and then ended up costing her the match by accident or something. I guess but I then it doesn't really, really make that, sense actually. for Bailey to do that uh, whatever. Um, but Sasha, essentially... I say essentially because it was almost a bit controversial. beat the Riot Squad. Well, almost beat them, but then she pretty much lost clean as well.
1: Yeah, kind of. To
2: Ruby Riot, which... I don't know. Maybe they're playing on story that Sasha Quite isn't as is great that. without Becky uh, without Bailey.
1: Maybe um, I, I don't think so.
2: Like she needs her, and then maybe what will happen with the story is Bailey will um, come around to the idea of Sasha needing her, and then eventually turn on her.
1: Who knows? Who knows?
2: But maybe in about two years' time, we'll get the resolution to this feud. Um. What was there on Raw, really? I mean, there was the Mr. Arch playing there, uh, getting up to their old tricks again. Uh, so the crowd popped massively for the Miz when he go, co- his music yeah, get he hit here, and then slowly realised that it wasn't him. Come on, he's not on Raw anymore, exactly. guys. Um, so there was a segment with Seth and, and Finn, which we'd we've spoken briefly about. That led to the uh, the match being made for you, uh, later in the night.
1: Seth, I suppose we should give a, a shout-out to the crowd. Uh, Seth coming out, and then just the crowd just... I
2: bloody loved him.
1: I, I don't blame him.
2: <laughs> I, I don't blame him either, but as much, heat not, as, there, uh, as much negative heat as there was on Roman, there was so much positive for yeah. Seth.
1: Like, Which makes you think about the whole shield thing. Like, You know, it's Roman the guy. And you see the kind of matches and reactions that Seth's been getting for years mm. since the split. Mm. <laughs>
2: well, Seth is operating um, at a really high level, but on a lower part of the card. Um, you could argue that with Brock not being present on TV most weeks that he is the sort of yeah, main like, event babyface. Y- you would
1: imagine if, if they had uh, a stay-at-home Universal champion or stay-at-home champion, just a full-time <laughs> Universal champion, yeah. that there's literally no reason why these two couldn't be in a feud for the main title.
2: Exactly. Um and they should be, really. They should be at that stage, because they have been at that stage briefly before. Yeah. Uh, and I hate it when people end up going in reverse, but the types of quality matches that these two are putting on, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it.
1: I, I suppose uh, if you don't have a full-time main champion, then you want your mid-card championship to be elevated. Yeah, you don't want it to be which weak. Which then whoever eventually dethrones Lesnar... Um, the Intercontinental Championship will then elevate the next crop of Intercontinental contenders. Like, yeah. Say someone, like I, I tweeted, well, I suppose we, I haven't mentioned this either about Elias. Yeah. Um, said that I'd love to see Elias versus Seth.
2: Yeah, same. I mean, mainly just for the, um, the fact, fact that, that they look so yeah. much alike. <laughs> um, so we can post that Spider-Man tweet again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm agreed. So Elias was actually in action against Bobby Roode this week. Um, in a and what you pointed out was it was good to see like a good, long, a good long match no,
1: it wasn't like a five minute scruffy ending match yeah
2: although I mean the ending was a bit inconclusive and scruffy uh, mainly for the fact that Bobby Roode's chest clearly hit the, the turnbuckle and nowhere near his throat yeah especially but, when they showed it in, yeah, slow, in slow motion and close up Um, so you know yeah, whatever but the match was alright um, I'm assuming they're going, they're playing, they're going towards some sort of match, maybe on the kickoff at Backlash.
1: I don't know if that's
2: in the works or something.
1: Um, yeah, it hasn't been announced. It hasn't been I announced. It's been
2: announced. No. Maybe they'll have a blow off next week on Raw or something. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. I would love to see Elias in the IC title picture. I think that's where a character like him belongs. Um, he just because he just naturally garners so much heat. Yeah. Like, and imagine him playing his concerts with the IC title around his waist, like or over his shoulder. It just looks so cool.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it's the kind of the kind of guy the IC title was meant for. Yeah, like the elevation of a mid card guy. Yeah, and there's, I suppose there's only so long he can go from kind of meaningless feud to meaningless feud.
2: Yeah, I mean, what I don't like, Elias is exactly the type of person who I think needs. To be in that title picture, what I don't want to happen ever is for someone like Braun to be in that title picture because no. it's just not
1: believable. Brawn, no. Braun doesn't need titles, doesn't uh, need titles um, until the universal title. Yeah,
2: and that should be where we go next, <laughs>
1: but yeah, I don't, I don't know if we will. Um, Have you seen the uh, the clip from um, the Seth and Balor interaction? Um that pe- people have just taken this one clip in isolation. And what it's, the I like that but <laughs> I like that but <laughs> So many tweets. Shumapel like, like,
2: Finn Balor. <laughs> I like Je, that but Shemmapel. <laughs> um
1: yeah, just <laughs> so many tweets. Like I like I really like Finn Balor. He's he's really good in the ring, like he cuts good promos, he does this. Also me. I like that but <laughs> 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 uh, it's funny. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, that was I him, him in his it, rainbow like,
1: shirt telling he likes that, but <laughs> like,
2: oh yeah, great imagery. Moving um, on from, from from Finn loving Seth but um, <laughs> there was, I mean, what else was there really on road? It was a bit of a slow burn this week. Yeah, Baron um, versus Noah Jose, wow, that was great. Um, Titus come out tried to, and this is where WWE gone over the top, ruined it, completely ruined it. Really, I mean. It was a fu- organically funny moment, which doesn't so need to be. they got
1: merch, which I guess I can handle. Have they got merch, have they? There's a t shirt called "Rumble, Stumble, and Slide," oh, uh, and it looks like the Greatest Royal Rumble logo. <laughs> um, and yeah, they completely ruined it this week by the fact that obviously they they played it a million times, and it just. I liked the promo they did with him backstage with Rene where he's like it was a bit odd like yeah you know like I knew this would get me on a map that I just (laughs) like I kind (laughs) of like that yeah Um, And him coming down and then kind of playing to it I was like just
2: don't turn it into a gimmick now
1: yeah like they're not gonna do it again like he'll get past this and they'll be like oh he did it and then he did it in a way that just didn't look natural at all like he could have done it while climbing up the ropes or something but the fact that he got up stepped on a rope and threw himself in the air, fell to yeah. the floor. It just looked ridiculous. And, then, looked and, completely the, over
2: like, it. and the commentators are trying Oh to my pass God, he's done, like again. he's done it again. Oh, yeah, like
1: Corey Graves fake laughing at it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, just, I'm over it now.
2: It's like Vince has gone, that was funny, do it again. Yeah. Do it again, damn it.
1: Yeah, that, that's not like Vince at all. No. <laughs> he, which he he apparently was, couldn't get enough <laughs> of it on Friday. Well, I can't imagine. Which I don't blame him for no. at all. <laughs> Hence why they played it about 13 times. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, and now it's dead in the water. Can you imagine
2: if they just didn't play the replay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh oh, we don't have any cameras. Yeah, we didn't even pick it up. Damn. All right, <laughs> moving on. We'd we'll just be like, why was Titus under the ring <laughs> <laughs> looking for Hornswoggle. Oh
2: god, hornswoggle. And we didn't mention Maiden. No.
1: <sighs> who didn't get eliminated, by the way?
2: It's a True point. I mean, it's ridiculous that he was even in it. Let alone the fact he's still in it. Um, hornswoggle versus Braun needs to be um you know a match see who the real, real winner is
1: the real what the real the, the, the winner, real winner. <laughs> um, you had natalia versus mickey
2: natty versus mickey with uh, alexa and ronda in their respective corners um notable mainly for the ending with <laughs> ronda full-on chasing alexa around the
1: ring yeah like i said before we started recording generally when you have those kind of run the rings it's just a bit of a jog, really. But these two were full on sprinting. I think Alexa was legitimately terrified. <laughs> yes, you would be, wouldn't you? Oh, and Alexa had another moment of bliss this week. Oh,
2: yeah. This was good as well. Uh, so, this was about Disneyland, wasn't it?
1: The happiest um, place on earth.
2: It turned into the worst day, of, one of the worst days of her life.
1: I love the imagery of, um, <laughs> Naya, with of to, Naya with two each t- t- hand Just <laughs> laughing at Alexa. Uh,
2: uh, Who is actually coming up with this, actually? I think needs to be rewarded in some way because it's I can see it getting tired quite quickly but the last it's been on for two weeks now and they've both been really
1: acted out really well I think well. they yeah they really helped by Alexa's performance Yeah, like, she's really good yeah well, I thought she was actually going to cry I <laughs> thought I was going to see a tear
2: um, no it's notice, no, noticeable again Alexa not in action this week maybe putting more credence to our boob job rumours
1: yeah potentially um, we'll see hopefully we'll see no nope. <laughs> I'm not going to say that <laughs> <laughs> happy valentine
2: yeah, happy valentine's day um, but yeah so Rhonda again just getting great crowd support I like that they over. always
1: Rhonda's going to kill you some yeah some actual explanation as to why her and Natty are friends yeah and not just like hey look we're putting her with Natty
2: yeah because right. Natty's a good hand
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, that ultimately is the reason But So
2: that we can have the uh, tag team match at some point, I imagine. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I'm surprised this match isn't actually happening at Backlash. Because the Nia-Alexa thing hasn't really continued, other than these moments of bliss. They haven't really done much. I know Nia came out to sort of... I mean, you're surprised the women's
1: match is happening. Yeah. I guess... They haven't really done. Much. I know Alexa
2: is owed her rematch, so I guess that's the main reason why it is happening right now. But... I,
1: su- I suppose with the lack of physicality, yeah, between the two, it's kind of it, it can, always, it can like sometimes these be means, quite hard to do. The really
2: storylines are sort of all intertwined. Well, I say oh, there's only two of them, but are uh, intertwined at the moment. Well, there's, there's actually there's a couple. So you've got Sasha and Bailey and um, the Riot Squad bit, and then you've got the Natty Ronda Mickey and Alexa bit, and then you've got Naya and Mickey and Alexa bit. So the inevitable six woman tag team match that will happen on Raw next week. Who's gonna be Alexa and Mickey's partner? <laughs> don't, don't there isn't a single there isn't a lone raw woman superstar other than which I, Fox, I don't but, care. Um, I just don't care. <laughs> you don't care, fine, whatever. we'll move on. Other than the main event and and the, the six man tag which we've I'm not really going to mention much more. of, Let's face it, Roman Braun and Bobby Lashley are always going to win. Um, what was there?
1: The Matt and P- Bray did a funny promo. It was quite funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> them being like photoshopped into historic moments <laughs> of the world. Um, Matt, um, not Matt Bray, tweeted another one out that I don't think made it on the promo of them um, on the uh, Abbey Road. Car.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, I that one. That's quite funny um on a moon landing whatever on that that kissing sailor photo um yeah just creative but
1: like they really... could have also maybe done a bit of a better photoshop yeah I mean something. it
2: wasn't great was it it was very amateurish yeah like um, they knocked
1: it up in an hour but
2: also very on um, Bray
1: Wyatt like it's not
2: I mean yeah I get it goofing around a little bit but
1: a little bit too much maybe ah uh, it didn't bother me it's Matt Hardy like yeah um it's just good to see another dimension to break, I guess.
2: I'm sure there are more dimensions that they're going to be uh, bringing up.
1: Um, the Deleters of Worlds. I think it's the first time that they themselves have referred to them as that. Yeah, I don't like it. Really? No. I like it. No, I'm not too keen. The Consumers of Terrestrial Entities. You should just
2: be called Brat. <laughs> <laughs> Myot. Um, Myot. So there was a a, a, t- a quick Dolph Ziggler Drew McIntyre promo, one of those selfie ones that they tend to do now. Uh, um, which For
1: a second I thought they were just in their hotel room. I was like, why are they shirtless? It, it was weird. There was like a stack of chairs and stuff behind them. But...
2: It's funny how like Drew is the one who has to hold the, hold the phone, and because and he does it, it's like so far. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it was a bit of a weird angle. Uh, Drew basically saying that. Um, the same, pretty much the same as what well. I think it was last week or, yeah, it must have been last week. Yeah. permanently said, which went down pretty well uh, about how people are coasting and they're here to shake things up. And then they're not just here to steal the show. They're, they're just, gonna they, They're, they're going to take it. <laughs> what,
1: what? What's the difference? Someone invited me.
2: It's the same. Someone tweeted you back and it and it was like, well, it doesn't make sense.
1: Someone, yeah, someone said that oh, it was because they told you about. They told you, right if someone steals something from me and tells me they're going to steal it, they're still stolen. Yeah,
2: it. still stolen. Taking and stealing are the same if it doesn't belong to you. Um, but yeah, I mean they can go, they can claim they're going to take the show all, all they want, but um they didn't have a match, so
1: no, they didn't. And also, like I, since apart from maybe Raw after Mania twenty nine and. No mercy, 2016. I can't think of a time Dolph Ziggler has stolen the show. <laughs> no,
2: me, me neither.
1: TLC, 2014 against Lou Harper. That was good, but yeah, yeah, not very good, good. Not got a good track record.
2: No, I don't. I don't really get where this whole steal the show gimmick comes from because it's not. I like, haven't seen that much evidence of it.
1: No, neither. as a cocky heel, it's it. Is yeah, well, probably, yeah. I mean, it's fine,
2: but it's generally accepted that he's one of the best workers. Which I'm, I have no doubt that he is a great worker. But like, he's, he doesn't have that great matches. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not quite sure where it comes from. Interested to see where this one goes. I know a lot of people have hated on it because it's like a, a Diesel and Shawn version 2. Um, but, you know, I think...
1: I've seen a fair amount of love for it, to be fair. I'm quite intrigued. I um, don't have a problem with it.
2: Yeah, I'm quite interested. Uh, Drew McIntyre, just every time I see him, I, I just think, wow. You're such a bloody unit. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's crazy. <laughs> um, and Dolph, Dolph is a great hand, so he's a good worker and you know a lot of experience. He should be able to bring the best out of Drew. Yep. Um, I, I think we're just going to move on to the main event. So Seth versus Finn for the IC title was the main event of Raw after the six-man tag team match, which actually was um, a surprise to me. I thought that would be the main event, mm. uh, especially with Kevin and Sammy being in it as well. Um, but, wow, what a match. I know they had a match a few weeks back on Raw which in my eyes was just as good if not slightly better but the fact that this one was for the title made it a more a bigger deal and probably more exciting
1: I thought this one was better yeah yeah it, it, it had a different story in it not only because it was for the title but because they, they faced each other so often by this point that there was like counters to counters yeah and they was having to do different things um yeah, really enjoyable match. A um, bit more aggression from Finn. A bit yeah, of trash you know, talking. a little bit. Uh, Not so
2: much smiling.
1: No. There was no... Yeah, no smiling from Finn. And no Finn telling stuff. That I like that butt. <laughs>
2: mid-match. <laughs> he does like that butt. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a really enjoyable match. These two, great chemistry, great athleticism... Just the fact, as you say, that they fought a few times before now, and they've been in multi-man matches and stuff, and they've got like they, you you would just build up a natural like resistance and counters to someone else's move when you faced them that many times, wouldn't you? So Finn yeah. countering the suplex to the the Falcon Arrow, for instance, was great. Um, and just the, like the way he moved out of the way just the curb stomp the first time, and then Seth countered him, and eventually got to the curb stomp, which was the end. of thought. Just a really, really good match, and these two are putting on every single time they they're in the ring together, be it with others or um, just them two. They put on perhaps the best match of the night.
1: Yeah, I, I did kind of fear before it was properly announced that when the Mister Raj came out that they were going to go no no title no title match. We're going to make a yeah. tag. And all. But they had
2: that last week, didn't they? They did.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They did. They did. Uh, So no need to see that again. Um, That's pretty much Raw in a nutshell. I mean, a little bit longer again than we'd hoped would go into it. But it was all right. Uh, I mean, aside from the main event and the the Kevin and Sammy cheers, um, a bit of a lackluster week, I think. Not through any poor quality, just like nothing really progressed, especially for a backlash go home.
1: Yeah. I think um, without the crowd, yeah. the Montreal crowd, it would have felt a lot flatter and more. Of a yeah,
2: the to crowd watch. definitely made it more entertaining. I just feel like it, it was missing. I don't know, a little bit of star power, maybe.
1: Maybe um, it was just a bit like no, there was wasn't massive enhancement into many storylines. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I guess because it's hard because you've got cross-branded storylines with the IC title and Roman and yeah, it's
0: hard
2: when Joe's on SmackDown. I know we had that selfie video promo, but like when you can't progress the but feud, there's no interaction between yeah. them.
1: That was obviously a pre-recorded. One. And it
2: just feels like why? Like I know that they had a, a brief. They've had this sort of rumbling tension since Joe started on the main roster, but like why are they fighting a backlash? Like it doesn't really make much sense. Like mm-hmm. Joe hasn't. Um, won many matches since he came back Like he hasn't earned a chance to have the Universal title so why had Roman won that match against Brock would Joe be the next challenger
1: I think it's just smart really getting ahead of Roman so Roman wants to fight you and then if he does win the title bonus I
2: guess so um, but like why is this match happening I don't, no, I don't know I don't really know
0: <laughs> but it was a backlash go the
2: Backlash huh? I didn't write the show <laughs> maybe you should
1: I sometimes think that. Yes. And um, then realise, fuck that, I don't have that thick skin. <laughs> I'd read I'd spend one day on Twitter, and I'd never want to do anything. Yeah, I'd just that, again. well,
2: that's me retiring. I'd be like,
1: yeah, that was a really good segment. Let's see what Twitter is saying. <laughs> no. Nope. Fucking A everything.
2: <laughs> Fire Aiden, that's what he'd say. Hashtag, hashtag Fire, Fire Aiden. Aiden. Um, He's not alright, would be uh, what they're saying on Twitter. I'd
1: put... Uh, Get the wrestlers to put our podcast over and it. Be like, hey, wearing PWP merch. Yeah, and
2: it'd be like you know how you see Kurt Angle on the phone all the time, right? It'd just rather than him being on the phone, he's just listening to our podcast, is it?
1: <laughs> or when he goes to hang up the phone, he puts the the phone towards the screen. And his screensaver <laughs> it's just, is it's
2: just got our logo on there, picture of me, you, and Matt. Um, yeah, I think that that would go down really well with the
1: crowd. Does he? Why not?
2: Meaning a cheap, good pop good pop um and as we say we're hoping to uh, really enjoy our time in raw next well in a couple of weeks time at the o2 in london hopefully it's a really really great show update on our um, press credentials by the way that's not happening i um, <laughs> didn't think so um i've got an email back from well i emailed sam with some yeah i emailed sam beecham with some figures um might have inflated them slightly. But with the followers, I said we've got collectively around 700 on on social media in all forms. And I also said that um, with our episodes, we get between the mid-20s to 750-plus listens each week. Did you actually say that? <laughs> yeah. Because technically, that's not a lie.
1: <laughs> it's such a broad figure. <laughs> oh, God.
2: And, but I did, and I also said in more than 50 countries around the world, because that's not a lie We PR
1: Worldwide?
2: Worldwide.
1: Um, not, not worldwide enough.
2: Not worldwide enough for Sam Beecham there uh, in the WWE's PR partner.
1: Shine, I think they're called.
2: Um, maybe next year. Maybe next year.
1: Was there any particular reason, or just we didn't make the cut?
2: We didn't make the cut, basically. Um I'm not going to bother reading the email. I basically, just said, unfortunately, at this time we've us allocated all of our press credentials, even though I've been pestering him for Since eight about, months. Yeah, August. Yeah, um, yeah. Just you know, maybe too too much too soon for the uh, alien age I mean, the PWP. Um, we'll move on then. <laughs> on On that dampening note, we'll move on to slightly uh.
1: Show
2: we're not going to a show, yeah. Show that we're not going to, but sometimes now I wish, wish,
1: kind of wish, yeah. Bloody superstar shake up in
2: Daniel Bryan as well.
1: (laughs) I wanted to do the Joe 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 thing, I wanted to do the yes, yes, yes.
2: (laughs) How many more triple things did you want to do? I don't know, low blows. Shinsuke does triple low blows in his sleep. Um, so Smackdown Live, let's get to that. So Smackdown Live, you know, doing, WWE doing that rare thing where they um, host a show from the same place, mm-hmm. or two shows from the same place on Monday and a Tuesday. Um, do you think they were rubbing their hands together at the, the crowd, or was it a little bit like, okay, they're, they're being a bit annoying now? No, I
1: don't think it's the latter, because they were kind of... They weren't being annoying with it, I don't think. I think it
2: could, sometimes I felt like it looked li- a little bit like it. They were like they were chanting irrelevant stuff,
1: not very often though. Like when you compare it to say like a WrestleMania, crowd, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were doing things like they were booing the heels. Miz comes in, he got big boos. yeah, like in, in the match and stuff. So they were they were doing the things they should have done, and I didn't see a single beach ball.
2: No, that's a good point. I don't think they have beaches in Canada, so. That might be a reason why. They're
1: not. Not particularly. That's what they must do.
2: Not particularly. It's not a very warm climate.
1: I know, but even still, there'll be coasts.
2: No, there's no coast. <laughs> yes, there's a bloody coast. Yeah, there are beaches in Canada. That was, that was a lie. But not uh, the sort where you go and play on the beach. And, um...
1: No. I imagine parts of Canada get hot in the summer. So I see no reason why there's wouldn't be beaches that we know and love. <laughs>
2: um. Well, moving on from Beach Balls then. Um, how did SmackDown kick off this week? Well, it kicked off actually with Paige, didn't it? Page, Making yeah. the, uh, the title match at Backlash and DQ match. Um,
1: Which I've been questioning since the Greatest Royal Rumble. Why haven't they done this? Why, yeah,
2: why haven't they done this? Um, but I guess it plays more into Shinsuke's hands and they'd be seen to be rewarding him? I don't know. Um, and why isn't AJ
1: wearing a cup? Get, yeah.
2: Get yourself a cup.
1: Do some revision.
2: Um, but so yeah I mean this match made no, no DQ I think that adds another little interesting element to it hopefully this will be the match that you know the show's stealing brilliant match that we've all kind of hoped for for the last two months I hope this two is months.
1: the main event seeing as it's the only world title it match. has to be right
2: well, oh, I mean, Brock... Um, Seeing as Roman Joe... the, uh,
1: the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a main event match at Mania, who didn't get a main event match at Mania?
2: Yeah. Main, main event, event match at Backlash, back though, it? and yeah. it's a good consolation prize. Um, interested to see that Braun, as the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble, gets a worse prize than the winner of the normal Royal Rumble. <laughs> I
1: know. Yeah, like, people were like, is this going to be a regularly defended belt? Like, of course it's fucking not. <laughs> it's
2: just a one-off, right? He didn't even have it with him this week, did he? Just the trophy. No,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was nowhere to be seen.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it's main. I mean, he's got to be, hasn't it? I can't see anything else toppling it.
1: Yeah, no. Roman and Joe. If that goes on last, that'd be a bit like really nice. Especially if Roman wins. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Sending the crowd home happy. That's what I need to do. Um, and I think they'll do that regardless of who wins with a great match just have a really great match and the crowd will be happy yeah and they'll forget that Roman's just beaten Samoa Joe
1: (laughs) don't just like don't have any shackles on them yeah just kind of let them do what they've got to do let them be them yeah let the boys be boys
2: (laughs) Um, and let Shinsuke touch AJ's balls all the time (laughs) (laughs) he
1: can do it legally now it's great (laughs) <laughs> it makes it sound like AJ was a child And now he's like, <laughs> of age That's not the case um, AJ is a very old keep, man Keep um, Shinsuke away from Nicholas for the love of God God
2: Yeah That would be awkward <laughs> Anyway, they keep referring to Nicholas on TV I Make sure he's going to make a comeback one day
1: They do, have you seen he's been um, Floating around the indie circuit for a couple months <laughs> I think he might be close to signing A contract with TNA whether yeah. whatever they're called now. Impact Wrestling.
2: TN Global Force Impact Zone. They'll be
1: like, what, why has Nicholas appeared in the <laughs> Impact Zone? <Nicholas>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that could so happen. <laughs> Nicholas versus Hornswoggle. That's one that can mm. come up. Maybe next year at WrestleMania. Which hopefully we'll be at. <laughs> yeah.
1: Although
2: if that match is made, I think I might count it. Yeah, no, I'm
1: not bothered. Um, I'll go to Access. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, I mean, getting back to Smackdown then. So it kicked off with, obviously, that page announcement. And then there was what? What was there really? Let's think about Ms. it. TV. In substance. Miss TV. TV with Jeff Hardy. Random, but, you know, it happened. Calls out Randy Orton. Shelton Benjamin gets involved, there's a tag team match inevitably. Which I <laughs> Which did not made. see coming at all. <laughs> Which is made. I didn't see it coming um right then and there. I thought maybe later in the night.
1: Yeah, but... I kinda of thought that like when so the, the the baby faces fend off uh the heels. Yeah, you can't expect them to go back and then But I I, no, I was fully expecting Randy Orton to RKO Jeff Hardy. Ah, okay. Um and then when it went to break I was like, Oh, why don't you do that? And then it went came back from break, I was like, Oh, that's why. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um and entirely predictably <laughs> the faces is one mm-hmm. and then there was an here, find, an uh, which I was waiting for.
1: Um I thought it was a decent Ms. T V. Yeah, it was alright. I mean Miss
2: Miss is like flitting between this like good guy saying the good like nice stuff and
1: bad guy saying really bad like, when, stuff. when 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 he's in host mode, he's very complimentary of yeah. his guests.
2: He called he called um the crowd, like, these fine people. Um, and then when Jeff Hardy had, like, tagged them, he was like, oh, you've been touching all of these... these dirty like, people. ...dirty <laughs> people in the front row, and, Like I haven't forgot my, I forgot my hand sanitizer. So he just flits at the minute, which is very odd for the Miz. He's generally just normally in full-on insult mode. Hmm.
1: Um, Called Randy Orton a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. I thought he was referring I thought to of Benjamin yeah. at the time. Did, 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 maybe, did maybe he was? I don't know. Did this opening segment give you kind of, I suppose, to a time when you didn't really watch it nostalgia to say 2008 of an episode of SmackDown where you had Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, and The Miz? <laughs>
2: it did feel very late 2000s. Um, maybe because whenever I see The Miz against. What mean is in the ring with someone like Jeff or Randy and Shelton as well it's quite, it is a bit of a throwback to a lesser time. <laughs> yeah, as great as they all are, like and Miz, it's mentioned Miz that himself. they
1: is their first match at Backlash, their first match in ten years. Jeff and Jeff and Randy, and Randy yeah. they had a full on feud and Randy like, punting him in the head and stuff. So he did that to everyone back in the day. Exactly. So, but they, you know, they're all right about
0: it though. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's yeah, fine course. with
2: it. <laughs> um. Entirely predictable. Sort out RKO come in. Um yeah, they do have a match backflash. We'll head into predictions probably in the week again because we don't have really much time. We want to get Matt's opinion as terrible as predictions have been recently. <laughs> um Jinder's gonna win the IC title. If, the um the rest of SmackDown then, so we, we had the um Well, nothing really. I mean we had Seamus versus Xavier Woods. Argument over pancakes as normal. Um Big e. <laughs> Getting unreasonably angry about pancakes. Oh, you
1: done did it now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, shameless, it's just weird that it was like, not not you, fella. Him. It's like they've had some sort of thing in the past, but they haven't. So it's weird.
1: Um, you short stack. Yeah. Which I'm, I don't know if that's a pancake reference. Yeah, I think okay. it was. Yeah. Uh, I got pancake probably, puns. No WWE creator. That's probably the only reason why they did it. Yeah. And in, I don't. Was this some kind of movie reference where Xavier said he's going to steal his part soul? Part of me
2: thinks it was an Infinity War reference. Infinity War know. or, oh, yeah.
1: or um, Star Wars. What's the other film? That's like? oh, maybe I'm thinking of Infinity War because it's like ten films in one. Yeah, and Xavier Woods is a bit of a geek, isn't he? Yeah. And he loves all that stuff. So, or as Luke Gallows would call him, geek. Geek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: There's no sign of them this week
1: why was Kofi Kingston wearing latex gloves I don't know <laughs> and why did Big E require oiling up in mid <laughs> baby oil what was the butler called Mr Bootyworth
2: Mr Bootyworth Booty be gone <laughs> <laughs> oh, so day. childish but the new day are hilarious
1: and the fact that like, the camera comes back and Big e's still just massaging his breast
2: Um. So yeah, this, this was
1: match- 15 years ago that would have been like Tory Wilson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, now, now we've got... We've we got to watch Big E The do polar it? opposite. <laughs> um, but with just as big boobs. Gee,
1: they're huge.
2: Um, big E's we're talking about.
1: He has got big E's.
2: <laughs> hey! Happy Valentine's Day. Um, so, we had a uh, <laughs> Shinsuke demanding an apology from AJ Styles, which Rene seemed to get a little bit confused about in the ring. I think she stumbled over her lines a little
1: bit. Yeah, she said that Shinsuke was issuing a issuing public apology. Issuing a
2: public apology, yeah. Which Rene,
1: do, I, no, I, no, I believe it. Renee doesn't make mistakes.
2: <laughs> That's true. Whatever she says goes. Um, But uh, predictably, well, actually unpredictably, Samoa Joe comes out uh, to interrupt AJ Styles and immediately you thought,
1: ooh,
2: I've not seen this before in WWE. Um, this might be interesting. So,
1: <laughs> Do you know what I liked about this? What? Just the fact that... Samoa Joe clearly decided, I'm just decided to pick a feud with whoever I want
2: yeah exactly I can pick my own feuds
1: Roman um, could have had the title so I'll fight with him AJ's got the title Five with him, him.
0: Liz? <laughs> Seth anyone yeah
1: Anyone? What? Well, yeah, uh, that I match read, didn't he I imagine um, Samoa Joe is just the WWE equivalent of let's fucking have it <laughs> yeah.
2: Except in a much more threatening, intimidating, menacing. Yeah, such a just. Oh God, he's he's scary at times. He's just so
0: when threatening. He, when he turns it up.
1: Yeah. Just things like how saying? he's he's saying that sh- you should be like you shouldn't be worrying about your match on Sunday you should be worrying about the match I got on Roman because after I'm done putting the big dog to sleep and <laughs> yeah. he just suddenly just turns it up and you go oh fuck
2: god is man's scary yeah.
1: <laughs> he's going to put him to sleep <laughs>
2: um, but yeah just great intensity uh, interested to see whether this you know progresses into something I'm sure it will at some point whether it does now is a different question um, but yeah just generally just interested intrigued to see where this goes
1: yeah I can imagine internet smart marks marking out yeah. the potential of these two in WWE fighting especially for a title
2: yeah I think that's given definitely, their history definitely something that the internet smart marks would want to see um, I say no, that like we're not well we're not we fucking are is it worse to be a smart or a mark
1: smart really why just is with a mark, I think it's like sometimes derogatory but also affectionate term for fans, so um, so yeah, I think smart mark is worse,
2: fair enough, it's all pretty derogatory, let's face it, yeah, <laughs> um rest of Smackdown was pretty pretty non eventful there was um. A six woman tag, which you know, par for the course with weekly WWE TV now. It's ridiculous. So it's, um, it was Charlotte, Becky, and Asuka versus why oh, can't I remember who again get? Royce, Billy Kay, <laughs> and Carmella, the women's the champion.
1: iconic Yes.
2: Um, who were their usual annoying but brilliant selves. And Carmella, you know, screamed a little bit, <laughs> she does. A lot, um, but this this match was all about Charlotte, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, um, just that, that moon salt always worries me. A lot of people are giving it's this really lot of high in the air. She
2: goes really, really high and she executes it really well. But I just don't like the, the fact that she lands like pretty much before she
1: lands on her feet almost every time,
2: which is great, which it's is a, fine, yeah, really athletic. But like. She lands, like, before she hits them sometimes. And then she's, it's, basically that turned into, you know, what AJ Styles used to do, where he used to do a moonsault into, like, And a then the DDT, DDT, yeah. That's pretty much what she did. And if that's the case, then they're fine. <laughs> it looks just as good. And then, then that makes actually... AJ needs to step his <laughs> game up. And... <laughs> yeah. He just needs to stop doing the pause between them now and do it just into one, like he used to do. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this was all about Charlotte. Even in that, she's a really weird, like, bridging pin thing as well on I think it was Billy Kay at the beginning of the match and it was just like wow Charlotte's <laughs> pulling out all the stops didn't week.
1: see that yeah,
2: it was really cool you get a chance to watch it back it was just a weird like pinning combination I've not seen before and then Asker obviously played her part she won the match for her team I um, think the
1: that moonsault really lifted the crowd yeah it was right near the end there, um, actually, wasn't it? yeah so the the crowd were really hot for the ending of that match yeah um yeah, it's, it was good.
2: The I, I like the pinning combination into the Askelok.
1: Yeah, that was that good. was
2: really sort of smart and well executed.
1: I I really like the iconics like with the the promo they had earlier with Renee, mm. um, where they kind of take over.
2: This impressions gimmick that they're doing.
1: <laughs> well, the the bit I kind of liked was when Carmela Moon walks off, yeah. and then she comes back, and they're like, "Oh, oh she's back, oh, she's back again." <laughs> yeah, so it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Just, they, they like they've got that good kind of comedic timing. Yeah, um, but you can, you also can take them seriously as well. They're yeah. not just a comedy act.
2: Yeah, that's true. Although I can't remember much in the way of offense from them in this match. Not too long. Because I, I, I've not I, actually seen much of them in ring. Like in NXT, I you know that they were big, sort of big attraction over there, or they were they were over with the crowd or whatever. But I didn't really watch much. I've seen. I think I saw the Fatal Four Way that they had with Asuka and um, Nikki, Cross. Nikki Cross, which was good. But yeah, like I don't it, see them. Like they don't tend to have much it. I know they heels. From which what is fine. I've
1: seen, um, Peyton definitely seems the kind of smoother mm. in the ring. Um, whether well, she's the younger one, yeah. Um. Do you know, Billy Kay is, I think, four, three or four years older. Is
2: she? Yeah. I thought that would be very similar. They yeah, Pay- Peyton together. Royce is
1: literally only about 25. Okay. Um, they did go to high, they were in the same high school, but they went in the same year. Yeah. Um, So it was a little bit kind of misleading. Um. Yeah, Pey- Peyton seems to be the, the the one, I think, for me, the, the real star. Yeah, I think so. Although,
2: Billy Kay is perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, not, not, not anything, not a not on Billy Kay.
2: the lead slightly in the promos.
1: Yeah. Which,
2: you know, it's just a good team. I think they work really well together. They should do since they've known each other for like 15 years. Or as, as they
1: were walking to the ring, I was always wondering, like imagine playing a best friend angle and being best friends in real life, but then if those best friends in real life split and hate each other, <laughs> and, but then you have to continue to be best friends on TV, like... That could get really awkward.
2: It would be awkward. Hopefully that won't happen.
1: Because it must get to a point, like, these guys have known each other like 15 years now and they lived together before, but now they don't. Yeah, but what
2: could you possibly fall out about that but, uh, dramatically?
1: I feel like they must spend so much of their life together that, like, I, I get sick of people after a couple of weeks. <laughs>
2: is, that, is that a sign? Do you want me to go?
1: No, because I've known you more than a couple of weeks. It's true. Um... But, yeah, yeah like, Imagine i, I couldn't imagine feel. it yeah exactly <laughs> especially fucking ant the way that he is these days
2: oh yeah bloody ant
0: this uh, isn't an
2: Deck podcast it's gotten a uh a little bit of a weird turn this podcast <laughs> this week <laughs> but uh, so from the iconics and the women's six man six person sorry um tag team match on smackdown to ant and deck Anything else you want to cover on this week's podcast? Is there a room for gossip? Because personally, I don't
1: actually have any. Do I have any? Leave it to Matt, maybe. Huh? Leave it to Matt. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think I suppose, I mean, I mean, John Cena did an interview. Um, did he? Yeah, he was on like some kind of like red carpet or something, and then um, someone asked him about how he's how he's dealing with the whole nicky thing and he said he's he's not doing well He's really hurting um and that he still loves nicole and he You really... sound like John Cena right now. <laughs> I know. I, I'm literally reciting it the way that he did. He still he loves it the... like that. Um yeah, th- th- literally they were like so how how is everything since the break and he literally was like I'm um I'm not doing well. <laughs> um yeah, honest. this was a couple of days before the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, he, Yeah, he said he still loves Nikki, wants, wants all the best for her. Um, yeah, wishes her every kind of success and stuff, but he's just got to focus on rebuilding his life.
2: But, I mean, if you still love each other, why can't you get back
1: together? Don't get I'm it. sure we'll find out in season two <laughs> slash three of Total <laughs> Velvet. To well to still don't find out whether
2: it is the second or third series.
1: I feel like it's the first. I feel like... It, you mean second? I mean... Last season was the first.
2: I feel like last season was the second.
1: Total the season had the whole one Where they had like the... Oh no
2: there's been Two series Yeah see they had Jay and um, What was in His wife Renewing their Wedding vows and
1: Yeah but that was Series That must have been Series two What was in series one
2: Where Brian moved in With them When he was uh... Feeling depressed
1: Or well, because Nicky broke her neck That well, was why yeah. they moved in
2: and he, Yeah but he was Feeling depressed At the, the time The
1: Cena house rules Yeah that All that was... All of the house
2: rules stuff
1: Yeah and then the next series Was all about Her kind of comeback and... Yeah And the proposal And the baby This series is going to be about Daniel's comeback Except it won't be Because he's not better I can't fucking wait (laughs) Have you seen the um, There's going to be a documentary On Mauro Ronaldo. Yes I
2: have The uh, bipolar rock and roller I think it was called Yeah
1: And it looked really interesting I had no idea That he was like um, He was like a, A heel manager At the age of 19 Yeah Really young and was really looks like he was really good.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean it was territorial uh sort of stuff, wasn't it? But yeah, interesting to see. I mean
1: I feel like they may be like exaggerating
2: some of it, I don't know,
1: but like, maybe. I mean like there were there were like clips of him like screaming screaming and, into the camera. Um like I mean uh, portraying his so he has
2: bipolar disorder, which is commonly known. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's
1: not something I'm going to pretend to understand. Like,
2: I mean, I I understand I
0: mean,
1: it a fair amount. Um, like, I know about it. I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. Kind of the details and the struggle of someone who would live with it. So I I tend to try and not make too much comment on those kind of fair enough those kind of things. Yeah, I just feel like
2: they're kind of making out to be this like in a demon sort of thing where i mean i get yeah obviously i guess it's...
1: it must have varying degrees like for yeah. those type of serious serious bipolar but yeah i mean if you for someone who's in the public spotlight i imagine it it must be something that he's gotten quite good at controlling exactly i mean, he's Maybe
2: a lot all the anecdotes and stories they were saying in that trailer were maybe from many many years ago. Or whatever, yeah. But it, I can't it, picture him screaming like and sobbing in between segments on NXT now. Like that just no. doesn't seem like the way that would happen. So I feel like it was sensationalized a little bit. Um, but it, no, it, it I suppose it might just it might be, just, it might
1: be more. Um, this was how it used to be. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is how far he's come. Yeah, one of those kind of stories.
2: Interested, interesting to to definitely watch it. Anyway, um, a closing comment on the trailer was, um, Mara basically saying, Oh, you don't need to be told that. Like to get over it, and just shut up and listen." Um, which, you know, I feel like it can really sort of attract a lot of people to a show like this because mental illness is on the rise. Everybody seems to to know or experience mm. something. Um, Awareness, anyway, along those lines um and i feel like this is a a show that can pull a lot of people in people might not know who maro rinaldo is um might be really genuinely interested to see how someone in the public spotlight deals with their condition so you know interested to see it i'm not quite sure whether we will get to watch it or at any point is it no it it doesn't it it doesn't look like it was on a big network no um, I couldn't see who it was produced by. I don't know if it was a HBO
1: thing or. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't no. anything that that note. No. Um, um, I'll see um... if I can find it in a bit. Um, speaking of documentaries, I should I should have mentioned it last week. About maybe two two three weeks ago, I watched the Andre the Giant. Oh yeah. Documentary. You like it? Very good. Yeah. Emotional, wasn't it? Did yeah? Did not expect it to quite be as. Sad. Oh, I mean, I felt like poor Tim. Why? I thought he was going to try and kill himself again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you just hear the stories of just, I suppose obviously they're not going to go and find someone who disliked Andre. Yeah. Um, for for an Andre documentary, but I can't imagine there's that many people out there who did dislike him. No.
2: It was, inter- it was really interesting for me to see the um, or to hear the stories about how him and Vince, like his their relationship had broken down after Andre left because yeah, Andre having kind of blamed him about feeling he'd been exploited or used or yeah,
1: whatever. seeing Vince, um, you could see
2: Vince was emotional about yeah, it.
1: like borderline tears yeah of just just a simple question of. Can you remember the last time you and Andre spoke and just not being able to remember? Yeah. Which I guess would make you Because so, I I always think of um when an old wrestler dies, like we had Bruno San Martino the week, what how how it affects Vince. Yeah. because um, obviously he's he must be insanely thick skinned. Yeah, um Definitely. But a lot of these people are people who are the same age or younger than him. Yeah. And people that he must have worked with for years, and it just makes me think like what kind of effect that would have on a person just to know so many people who die? Like, I've never known that. I've <laughs> yeah. only known a very small amount of people who've ever died.
2: Just think, yeah, think about the sheer number of people who Vince has sort of discovered, made a star, worked with for days on like every day for many, many years, and then have died. Yeah. That's, you know, it must weigh heavily on your mind, I think.
1: And, and especially these are guys who are. Around his age, like, what does he think about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Showtime Sports is
2: Showtime. That's a Showtime special, is it? Yeah, That's, that is a big, that is a big network.
1: I'd never heard of it. To be fair,
2: um, so, well, what was I gonna say? The the Andre the Giant documentary. A lot. Have you heard the criticism about Hulk Hogan in this documentary?
1: Yeah, the. the how there was a too much Hogan and a kind of exaggerated or bending of the truth regarding yeah. not knowing the WrestleMania free finish. So a lot
2: of people have come out and said like I think like Dave Meltz is one of them, it might have been Bruce Pritchard as well, basically saying Hogan did know the finish. Like that's a bit of a lie. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's saying we can never trust anything Hogan says anyway so I don't know, I just really want to believe that story, because I feel yeah. like it adds a lot to like the magic of that moment.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna pay too much mind to that.
2: No. But it just sounds like a really cool old school thing that should—I really want to believe actually happened. Yeah,
1: like it sounds feasible. Yeah, the way that people have described Andre, but in the earlier parts of the show, it sounds like something he'd do.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and what I was going to also mention quickly was the the fact that I can't wait. And I'm, there's been rumors of it happening for years, and I don't know if it is actually going to happen for a film without Vincent Vince, Maslow. Yeah, that I mean. That would just be brilliant. I mean, it'd have to be done well, but it would be brilliant. I want
1: more... I'd want. i be really
2: interested to find out more about Vince as a person and as a boss and a promoter, because we know a lot about him as a character.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, We I'd hear want...
2: a lot of stuff about what he does and doesn't like and silly things like he hates this and he wants more of this and he thinks this and whatever, but we don't actually know any of that stuff.
1: I'd want it to be more of a documentary-type film like this.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't really want to drama. Really, a really real candid
1: impact. and true. I yeah. don't. I don't want someone playing Vince McMahon.
2: I mean, I wouldn't be
1: against
2: it. Wouldn't be the same, but as long as I did. I, yeah, it well, I,
1: obviously, I'd still watch it, but I would much rather have a special documentary on Vince mm. while he's still alive yeah. to say it firsthand, and not just have. Stories from Stephanie and Shane and Triple H and stuff, but to have... Like,
2: people who didn't, get, like, get on with him as well. Yeah.
1: And just, like... So not necessarily have, like, obscure people, but like people Bishop who... And yeah, people who you know would would have... And J.R. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Hogan. And even people from... People who are around... In the earlier days, like when he took mm. over.
2: Yeah, yeah. What they thought about it at the time and things like
1: that. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, I'd, I'd love to... Maybe we should try and... Make one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they tend to respond to our emails. PWP Films. So, yeah, if we email them, I'm sure they'll put us in the I'll get on
2: to Sam Beecham again and just... <laughs> <laughs> see what contacts he's got this might
1: not be your area but please forward me to the right person if so
2: <laughs> I'm interested in making a film about Vince's life who do I speak to not you okay is he
1: a WWE guy or is he an O2 guy uh,
2: he's a Paul Heyman no um, he's a PR company called Shine um, guy
1: right
2: so neither the WWE's UK PR department basically so they have their own international relations department. Oh, have to work for WWE. They have WWE UK in London. And this is the PR company that they use to like work with the press and things
1: like that. I'm going to go look if they've got any jobs going.
2: Oh, I've seen many, many jobs. I'm still waiting on my reply from the from job the I applied for about four years ago in Connecticut. <laughs> you know, I said I'd relocate and everything. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll get it one day. I'm sure they're just really trawling through my CV. Uh, in that time, I've changed job twice. But uh, <laughs> all the better, right?
1: <laughs> well, they don't know that. Well, <laughs> they've got a four-year-old CV. I
2: just got my LinkedIn, mate. Um, so we've gone off what, on a big tangent. Which, let's face it, we do a lot.
1: I, can't, I just can't help it.
2: Can't help it sometimes. Cannot help myself. Uh, myself. I've got multiple personalities. You what? Sorry. That's
1: where you need to reel us in as the host. I
2: was, but when I try and do outros and stuff you roll your eyes at me and say they last too long
1: yeah yeah. you just need to do better more succinct <laughs> ones but when we're going off on tangents you need to be the
2: zip it I'm reeling you in see got it right we're ending it now finished bye no not really
1: <laughs> you are actually going to cut us off there weren't you yeah I thought that would be a decent ending
2: no no it's not a decent ending what a decent ending is goes like this oh, I forgot my spiel
1: so that's it for this
2: week's <laughs> yeah. PWP. Do you want to do it this week?
1: So that's it for this week's uh, PWP. Um, as always, you can find us on the social media. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and the People's Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Um, Ali, where can they find you on Twitter?
2: Uh, at the bearer. No. <laughs> <laughs> at AliBunker88.
1: And you can find me at Aiden Bunker. On both Instagram and Twitter, and Matt, they can find at, at the Bear and Bumby. So, yeah, give us a follow, give us a just, just talk to us, you know, we get lonely. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll see you next week.
2: <laughs> oh, you're even to start my catchphrase. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the outro was too long, in, so you might want to shorten it down next time. Noted, okay, it's my first time, duly noted still waiting for that Rusev title shot Um,
1: we didn't mention Rusev and Lana ah
2: Rusev Lana tune in next week to find out (laughs) our thoughts on Rusev and Lana also predictions this week for uh, Backlash will be online on Twitter at the underscore no I'm not going to repeat it (laughs) Uh, uh, but thank you for listening and we will see you next week